I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their phantoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Kayla McKinnon. Yeah, she is. This is episode 154 because yes. we looked it up. Yes, it is. Actually, Jordan looked it up. I was just going to let it go. We had no idea. No clue. Just going to put it out in the universe. Because it's the second episode we're recording tonight. Yeah. For you, it's been a week. For us, it's been 25 minutes. Yeah. Tops. Not even. Fed and watered. Yep. Had a sandwich. Jordan makes excellent sandwiches. Apparently. I haven't made a sandwich in like 10 years, but... Which is very strange because basically my favorite food is sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, really, it's spaghetti, but close second to sandwiches. Two great tastes that go great together. <laughs> Friends, we're off the rails already. If you want to listen to this show, wherever you get your audio content, search Geek Down. We're probably there. We're haunting there. We are haunting there. Delivered to you, piping hot and fresh every week by your mans... <laughs> Chauncey Frostilicus the third. Chauncey Frostilicus the third. Geek down internet elf. Bringing it to you. Magic. He has Sma- a horse named Philip. He does. He's smashing those episodes into your ear hole every week. But like nicely. Gently. Yeah. If you'd like to support this endeavor financially, you can do that two ways. You can give a monthly contribution via patreon.com slash geekdownpod or... You can buy us a Kofi Coffee Cafe. One of those. One of those. But you can... Buy it for us multiple times just so you can get make sure you get the name right. As much as you, yeah, maybe you bought us a coffee, but you meant to buy us a Kofi yeah. or a cafe. Kofi. Don't give up. No. Just keep trying. Just keep trying. Keep trying until you get it right. But it's not, you don't have to like actually do it every month like Patreon. You could just do it whenever. Just do it whenever. Yeah. All right. So we finished the money stuff. Now what do we do? Uh, if you would like to contact us at any way. Get at us on a social. We're probably there at Geek Down Pod. Get up off Twitter. The old mall of social media, Facebook. No. I'm not even going to do it. You know we're there. <laughs> You're not worth it, Facebook. Or you can write us and tell us how Facebook's fine and we're assholes because we always make fun of it. <laughs> Send us a missive. <laughs> yes, please do so. Or a note um, at uh, geekdownpod at gmail.com. Yeah. You know what? You know what, though? Facebook's not good because I woke up today. Oh, no. 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 8 o'clock this morning on a yep. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Woke up. Went to have a went to have a flick of the old the old Instagram. Yep. Doesn't seem to be working. That's weird. Like, what's going on with Instagram? Like, and my internet had been acting up lately because it usually is, and yeah. I went to check that. Yeah. No other other things were working. I go to Facebook. Facebook ain't working either. So Facebook was down again for like two hours, and I don't give a fuck if Facebook's down. Right. But Facebook, you drag down Instagram, you drag down WhatsApp, all the little things, little things you eat up, you soak up, like a sponge. All the good things. So, a social media sponge. You're dragging down like the fucking anchor you are. Just pulling the entire internet down into the depths of bad. Do you want to know my number one pet peeve with social media? I, I've been waiting my entire life. <laughs> to hear this? I'm going to put on my old granny glasses and my sweater set, my cardigan. All, <clears throat> all four of them simultaneously. Yep. I adjust my chain for my glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to tell you. It's that I cannot organize things chronologically. I think I might need to change your life. No, no, no. I think I might have something for you. Oh, my God. Do you mean Facebook or just in general? In in general, but Facebook. Now, I know you can click the button, but it doesn't stay that way. On Twitter? 
Well, at least not on Facebook. It doesn't stay chronological. The little stars up there. Yeah. See latest tweets instead. Oh my. Oh yeah, but I have to do that every time. Is it every time? Yes. Oh. It's every time. I can't just set it to do that. I have to press three buttons to get it to go chronologically. That's so many buttons. It is. I have things to do and books to read and mysteries to solve. <laughs> I don't have time for this. You got time to be clicking your buttons. Yeah. Twitter. Anyway, Facebook, you suck. Also, because you can't do things chronologically. Uh, but we have a lot to talk about. We gotta get going again. Again, Again, friends, we we had so much. We went like an hour and 45 minutes last week. We still got shit to talk about. I know. And I was like, I had a list and we were like, I was like, we are going to have to cut things. I was organizing stuff on the fly. I redid the list. So once again, Caitlin's got the paper. I do have the paper. Paper in hand. Katie Mac, what are we talking about first? The thing I'm most excited to talk about, because I'm most excited to hear you talk about it. Oh, God. Bebop casting. Okay. 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 I'm just going to scribble that off my notebook. It, it's been a while since I was... Well, since last week. Okay, but yeah, but this is like an official... Okay. It's branded. TM. You know, friends, listeners, we rail against that nerd. Yes. All the time. We did it last week. We did it last week. The whole thing about being that type of nerd. And you know what? If I had seen a single comment about the Star Wars trailer, I'd probably be doing it this week, too. Right. Because right. I know you're out there. I don't know what your beef is, but I'm sure you have one. <laughs> this is the thing that will turn me into that nerd. Not even that I have opinion. I just... I have a smile on my face just, right now, <laughs> and I wish I had some popcorn. Because <laughs> Kate... Kate, you know you know what time it is, Kate. What time is it, Jordan? Kate, I got quibbles. We got quibbles. Hey, guess what? <laughs> it's a new drop. It's a new drop. <laughs> I made that myself, y'all. I got, I got, got quibbles, Kate. You got quibbles? Got... Okay, wait. For those we of you who have no idea what we're talking about, all I said was bebop. No. <laughs> so... Jordan's favorite anime of all time and favorite anime of I, I, most people. I have to like, say, I'm not unique in this no, fact. No, no. This, this is the, one of the most basic bitch things about me. Like, is you're, This is your white this, bitch moment? This is my pumpkin spice latte. Right, Cowboy okay. Bebop is the pumpkin spice latte of anime. Right. This is, your, this is your basic bitch moment. Yes. It's the infinity scarf of anime. <laughs> is Cowboy Bebop. Um, I don't know it. Any of the history. I watched it at the same time I was kind of watching Trigun. Like yeah. I was like watching a lot of that like spacey shoot 'em up fun stuff. But it, it early adult swim era yeah. tsunami um, anime. So that's how I know of it. And I, I mean I love it as well, but I just don't have the like passion you do. Uh how did I even come to it? I think it just back in the day there was like <laughs> There was like a video and a, a friend. An America magazine or something yeah. like had a write up on it and had a really good review. And it was like, they said it was a very, dealt with adult themes, but not like, what did they say? It was like an adult anime, but that didn't mean like sex and swearing and violence. Right. It was just like, you know, the things the characters were dealing with. Um, and, you know, go on for days. It had, it had a very, you know, I loved Lupin. It had a very like, you know, Lupin vibe to it mm-hmm. um down to like how spike's feet look like <laughs> right um obviously the music is 
A plus. Yes. That's what gets you in the door. Um, and I was like buying tapes from. God, I've like men like, with large trench coats. But like Electronics Boutique would get EB Games when it was Electronics Boutique. Right. <laughs> way back before we had in like ZK. electricity and running water. Yeah. Um, and there was that store that's that store on Young that sold all that anime. That was like. It came in like the white clamshell cases with the laser printed. Uh, but it was like on. it was like the one place you could you could buy it physically. Like mm. HMV wasn't something like oh, this yeah. is in the in the early early aughts. early aughts. Um, so yeah, between like the random tapes I could find, and this is like two eps per tape. Yeah. Um. So like, thirteen tapes mm-hmm. for the full for the full run, and yeah, just by the time I got to the end of it, like the first time I watched the ending of Cowboy Bebop, literally heaving, sobbing. Like, <laughs> I have no, <laughs> I have no qualms about admitting that. Like, yeah. Um, and it had been rumored for a while now that there was some sort of live action version. Of Cowboy Bebop, whether yes. that was going to be a film version. I think Keanu Reeves was attached at one point because he's attached to everything at some point. Yeah. Um, I love I, lo- I love the idea that he isn't actually ever attached. And he's just like, why is this happening again? Why is my name on this again? Um, that obviously didn't go anywhere. And then there was a television series confirmed. Mm-hmm. And now that television series has been picked up by Netflix. And they're producing or getting into it um i don't know if it's starting from scratch i think some work had already been done on it but now netflix is in the mix and last week or when you're hearing this like two weeks ago the cast of the primary characters was announced yeah and can we start (laughs) with your number one quibble what do you consider my number one quibble so obviously okay so what the hell is his name john john cho is that his name yeah john cho yeah. Harold, yeah, of Harold and Kumar, mm-hmm. probably the best way most people know him, or Sulu from Star Trek, I yeah. guess, um, has been cast as Spike Spiegel. Yes, the lead, the lead character, the tragic lead character, um, and also very charismatic and funny character, uh, lead character of the crew of the Starship Bebop, um, bounty hunter extraordinaire, mm-hmm. uh, heavily Jeet Kune Do inspired martial artist, gunplay enthusiast mm-hmm. expert. Um, what, what do you see as my primary quibble? He's not tall enough. He's not tall enough. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know how tall he is. No, somebody, did you tell me or did somebody I else? I told you. Caitlin told me he's 5'11", which is like my height. And I'm not tall enough. And he's like, I'm not tall enough. The John Cho isn't tall enough. John Cho is definitely not tall enough. Um, my issue, and like I said, I'm, I'm fighting against myself because I don't want to become that nerd. Right. But I've only ever seen John Cho play goobers. Why don't you just wait? <laughs> I don't have a choice, but I don't know. It's like, listen, this is no fault of him. Yeah. Maybe he's been playing, you know, rugged types. Right. He was great as Sulu. I don't know how to see him as a Spike-like character. Right. And I it will require some work on my part as a viewer to get over that. And also, okay, l- listen. Listen. The, listen, Linda. The, I saw a lot of celebration that they had cast an Asian actor. Okay, cool. Yeah. Great. Awesome. But at the same time, was there anything about Spike that was particularly Asian? Aside no, from he was no. just in an anime? I, like, mean, I think it's just nice. They also, you know, also casted a black gentleman. They did. Yeah. As as Jet Jet Black. That's an unfortunate name, but Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. But I mean like they were arguing as like, oh, they're not whitewashing the character. Well, I don't know that he was particularly Asian in the anime. Yeah. 
and you hire a Mexican woman to play Faye, who's Singaporean. Is she Mexican? Yes. Hmm. The, act, the actress playing Faye is uh, is Mexican-American, I believe. Hmm. Um, and in the show, Faye, Faye's from Singapore. Like, when her whole backstory is revealed, she's like, you know, the, the merlion is on the tape. Like, that's... Right. Is, is that... That's... Latin washing? <laughs> is that... I don't know what that is. <laughs> like... We're fine with that, but I mean, like, I get it. It's, you know, white supremacy, down with white supremacy, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, this just struck, struck me as <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It's just a giant <laughs> issue in our society, but it's fine. Struck me as a weird argument to make. Anyway. Uh, How about just be happy that the casting is not all white people? Can we just say that? Sure. Also, right. where's Ed? Also. <laughs> Maybe he's just not announced yet. What? Oh, the look he's given me. He? I'm sorry. No. Sorry. I meant that there's a bunch of characters that they haven't. You know Ed's a girl, right? Yes, but I mean there's a bunch of characters they haven't announced yet. And also, also, if you fucking hire like Flying Lotus to do the music on this show. Yeah. Thundercat, I love you. I don't want to see you anywhere near this. Just fucking take a dump truck of Netflix money to Yoko Kano's house. Dump it in front of her. She ain't even got to make new music. Just take the old music. Does, does it does it help that the director is supervising? Oh, sure, supervising. Well, <laughs> meaning, meaning he has to sign for the bag of money that comes to his house. Like sometimes I think they have a little bit more. They get to say some things. Okay. Do we know anything about is who is creating and who is writing and any of that? Thank God, we did. Radio Magic. So yeah, like Caitlin said, Watanabe, the original director, is serving as a consultant. Consultant. Consultant sorry. on the project. I guess the person, the one person above the masthead here who's worth a damn is uh, Christopher Yost, who's writing the first episode and will executive produce. He's uh, credited as the writer on Thor: The Dark World and Thor Ragnarok. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Ragnarok is probably a stretch. You watch that. Watch those two movies back to back. Yeah. Tell me how much Taika had to do with <laughs> with Ragnarok. A lot. Probably a lot. A lot. Um, some other people I've never heard of associated with something called Midnight Radio, the usual group of people from Sunrise, the original studio. He doesn't seem impressed. I, I didn't. I am frankly, I'm not impressed. And also, it says Netflix is handling physical production. Here's the thing about that. Okay. This show going to need expanse level money. Yes. They're going to get Deep Space Nine money. You think so? I think so. I don't think so. I do not think this show is going to get the money it needs to look good. It might. It might. I'm so hopeful, guys. Just all this hope. The eternal optimist. So look forward to me uh, rending my garments on a week-to-week basis (laughs) when this drops. Although, listen, I will say, the guy playing uh, Jet Black, Mustafa Shakir. Yep. Was the what the hell was his name on Luke Cage? Oh, he was the villain in Luke Cage. Yeah, the Jamaican gentleman. Yes, that's awesome. He's going to be great yeah. if he gets to play. You know, he has shown he has the you know he's got the charisma. Yes, I know nothing about the woman playing fame. We'll see. She look all right. Um, that Variety article also apparently tells me that Radical Edward, not Radical Ed, fools. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, God. Just get ready for good to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, 
It will be in the show, but that that casting is ongoing. And also, listen, like I said, fucking Flying Lotus or Thundercat are doing the music. If you give me a fucking CGI dog. Ein? Yes. You know Ein was. Good for you. <laughs> it brings out the worst in me, people. I'm doing my it does. best. It does. I'm doing my best. Oh. You don't even want to hear when I came across what was apparently a, like, pitch synopsis for the live-action Akira. Oh, no. Where Kaneda and Tetsuo are brothers. Oh. And Kaneda owns a bar. Oh, no. And Akira's, like, the actual villain who wants to destroy New York. I'm like, I'm just going to put my head in this toilet, and you are free to step on the lid repeatedly until my neck snaps. Please and thanks. Um, so, yeah. You know, let's, 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 let's bring it, let's put a pin in the bebop conversation. Although I swear to God, just give Yoko all the money. Um, and go back to, to a phrase that we used to use all the time. Cautiously optimistic. Um, um, you know what? I'm, it's on record. I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic. But I don't think you have to be. <laughs> no, I mean it. I think there's a different, okay. Star Wars. We'll talk about it in a sec. Ooh, that was lightning. Star Wars. We'll talk about it right when I said Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. Um, with something that is like Star Wars and they have this world and you want the thing to be great because it's coming out of a great world and there are cool characters that can happen and there's so much you can do with it, but you're not sure. You may be cautiously optimistic, Right. We'll talk about, again, some of that stuff in a second. In this case, what is the record of live action, when, especially when it comes to anime? Really? Not, not good. Not good. Just remakes in general. Not good. I mean, apparently Alita was good. Some people well, say. I haven't seen it. I actually, I don't, I, I probably mean, will l- at some point when it comes to Netflix. L- low bar, but I've heard, I've heard the nerds were fine with Alita. Yeah, but it's the nerds. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? One of the reasons the nerds were fine with Alita? Because they were not fine with Captain Marvel. No, they were so not. So it's fine to be not cautiously optimistic. Fine. You can be. You're going to fuck it up. <laughs> you can be cautiously pessimistic. You're fuck it up. Changing things around. Netflix, I'm out of here. I mean, going, I'm allowed going to, to. Disney Plus. I'm allowed to be cautiously optimistic. What are you cautiously optimistic about? About Star Wars. No. <laughs> no, okay. I I was reading an article to senior correspondent Chris, and I was straight up halfway through the article like, we're going to fucking have to buy Disney Plus, aren't we? He was like, yep. He's like, it's only $8 a month to start, though. <laughs> I was like, fucking great. Because... There are going to be shared passwords for Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there will be. Um, let's talk about this. So there's a lot of Star Wars in the universe right now. So Disney had a, like investor meeting or something. Disney pulled back the curtain on a lot of the Disney Plus stuff yes. in recent weeks. Yeah. Your man, your man Bob Iger, dark overlord of all entertainment, <laughs> <laughs> came. But, but who cares? The X-Men are in the MCU now. Um, or they will be. We don't know how yet. Came out and finally gave some details on Disney Plus, including uh, the pricing and stuff like And some titles that some we knew, some... We didn't. Some content, some we knew, some we didn't. Um... Three different Marvel television shows? I thought I heard four, but I can only think of three off the top of my head. But It's the um, Scarlet Witch and Vision special. Yes. Um, the 
The Loki show. The Loki show. The Loki show. <laughs> I just, do it like that, Iger. I just I want that show. Um and um arm guy. You know who I'm talking about. Oh come on. Stuff it. How dare you forget Jeremy Renner? And his Not Jeremy Renner. What's his name? Arm guy. Um Winter Soldier. There's a Winter Soldier show part of this? Yeah. Oh, right. You said it was Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Because Chris Evans is like, nope. Yeah. Girl, bye. Girl, bye, Felicia. Right. So that and as well recently announced, I think we knew we knew about the Loki show. That had already been out yes. there. Vision and Scarlet Witch, I think, was, was new. Oh, uh, no. That was out there. That's out there? Yeah. Then Falcon and... Falcon and Bucky. Which is just what everybody wanted. Which is what I'm going to call it, Falcon and Bucky. I assume they wanted it, especially if you've seen Infinity War? Or? Uh, no, especially if you've seen Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh. No, no, no. Civil Civil War. Oh. Civil War. Right. Yeah. So good. So unbelievably good. Um, Went off Netflix, y'all. It's not my fault. But you know I what? I tried to watch it. You know what? You know what? Caitlin, don't change the topic yet. Don't bury, don't bury the lead. I'm not burying the lead. I've lost the lead. <laughs> I just wanted to say, you want to know what? I don't want to see any of them. Not, not even the fourth one that was announced. You mean the your, your boy Renner <laughs> with his playing with, Matt Fraction Hawkeye with his depression mohawk pa- with, his, with, his, with his depressio hawk passing passing the title of Hawkeye off to Kate Bishop. Well, I mean, gonna be fun if they do it like fully like Matt Fraction's yeah. run of the character. But Which was I, just him on his off days living in a fucking <laughs> building he bought in Bushwick or something. But they need to make these all one season or miniseries or something. But they're going to be. Tom Hiddleston is not signing up for seven years of a... I know. I'm just saying. Like, Who knows, right? Who knows what they're thinking? All I know about is Star Wars. Marvel, you sit over there. Are you coming through with some hot Mandalorian takes? I am. First Ka- thing... Caitlin has a baby. Just shut up. First thing... <laughs> First thing we need to talk about is the trailer, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, looks great. Woo! Sh- sure. Cautiously optimistic. Showed nothing. Uh, perfect. Sorry. I'm, I'm sure it showed something. I haven't watched the, like, 25-minute, uh, <laughs> you know, breakdown of every fucking frame of the, uh... She held the lightsaber with her left hand. That could mean blah, blah, blah. In some expanded universe novel, the left hand means blah, blah. Shut up. Anyway. How, about, how about this? How about this? Mm. You all take that time and plant some trees. <laughs> To be saved. <laughs> some I like how that's <laughs> that's your argument against the, the the incessant content farm of of entertainment news. It is plants and trees. Um, Mandalorian. Some secret footage was shown. A trailer. Oh, was it? Yes, a trailer happened. Is an actor playing the Mandalorian, or yes. is it just who? Oh, he, some guy. Ugh. Oh my god! He's well I, known. I, put, I just put her on blast right there. I know Favreau's doing it. Who's it? we got? The people got to know who's playing the Mandalorian. Who's playing the baby? I don't know. That's not the point. Is the baby CGI. Oh my God. <laughs> the same studio doing the CGI. I no, the baby is not CGI. I'm guessing the baby is not CGI. I don't know. They've got that Disney money. That loading. Oh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal is playing the yes, Mandalorian. Gina Carreno uh, is in it. Sure. Uh, Werner Herzog. Girl, I'm out. Anyway, we don't need the whole cast. Pedro Pascal. Okay, Nick he's playing. He's playing. In there. Oh God! <laughs> and uh, Taika Waititi is directing. I yeah, I knew they announced some some of the uh, yeah. directors. 
he's doing the first one. There are a couple other ones in there yeah. that were worth mentioning. Yeah. So excited. Anyways, looks great. Woo! Great. <laughs> um, can I talk about a show called uh, Star Wars Resistance? What is this? Yeah. It's, I didn't even know about this. It's like the next show after <sighs> the one I was talking about all the time. It was also a cartoon. Rebels? Rebels, yeah. Um, Wait, they announced a follow-up to the Star Wars animated shit, and I'm just hearing about this now from you? No, I talked about Rebels all the time. Oh, are you talking about Resistance? This, yes. I'm pretty sure I brought Resistance up. I don't know what you It did. was like smattering out there. The first episode was terrible. Um, okay, yes, I remember you yeah. hating it. <laughs> don't don't stretch yourself too thin, Disney. Uh, especially with the Star Wars stuff. This is what we've been saying. This is why they pulled back after I Solo know. didn't set the world on fire. Also, that didn't need to be a movie. Um... <laughs> It was fine. It was fun, but did not need to be a movie. I'm getting, and this is weird because I'm always the one who's like, "Oh, it's fine. You can make whatever you want." La, 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 la. I think maybe people need to calm the fuck down. You should just have one thing out at a time that is part of your universe. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, it was a little bit different with like the Netflix Marvel shows because they were like very small world, small scale, what whatnots. But you didn't need like six of them. You just focus on three of them. I maintain part of the reason why y'all motherfuckers love, not y'all, not y'all motherfuckers, but y'all motherfuckers. He's the, pointing out there. The greater y'all. Into the world. Y'all motherfuckers. Ride so hard for Star Wars is because you didn't have it all the time. We didn't. For years. You had three movies. Yeah. And some books. Yeah. And some toys and your imagination. Okay. That's what you have. You had to make it yourself. Oh, and, and then, a droids uh, cartoon. Oh, the less said about that, the better. Um... <laughs> You had to make it yourself. Yeah. You were, you know, the power of your imagination. And then when that your imagination started getting, uh, you know, retconned and... And possibly profitable. And, you know, smoothed out and steamrolled over by official content via the Disney Lucasfilm yeah. Corporation. You ain't like that. We wouldn't be in this mess. If y'all could just take a break, Disney. Just take a deep breath. Come up with some other content. Am I alone in thinking this? I no. want new content. I don't want remakes. I don't want live action versions. Like, okay, can we talk about the trailer for The Lion King, please? It is just The Lion King. Yeah. It's just The Lion King. It does not need to exist. It doesn't need to exist. You haven't done anything new or different. Do you want to add a uh, discussion of the Aladdin trailers onto this? Uh, they're just weird. I remember hearing a story once. So the Chris and Andy show, who's the platonic ideal of a podcast that I aspire to all the yes. time yeah. and we will never reach, but that's fine. Um, Andy has now kind of moved on into from commenting and critiquing to writing. He's uh, writing a show he developed for the USA Network. So we get some a little more inside baseball talk about the, the business of making stuff in the town known as Hollywood. Cool. And he mentioned once that if you have... The way Hollywood works at this point is if you have your Indiana Jones type swashbuckling adventure type script, yeah, you need to find a way to make it the origin story of like Jack Daniels. Ah. Like you have to find a way. The only way you're getting anybody's attention in that fucking town on anything other than like, you know, Manchester by the sea, you know, you can do a small indie drama or you shoehorn previously established ip into your idea that's gross um it's totally gross it's so gross it's like it's like like blumhouse and like horror movies are like some of the most exciting things because it's like jordan peele is like so speaking of hey they'll be topical later um it will 
And so why Jordan Peele was like so exciting is because he was doing something different, original shit. Mm-hmm. And when he gave, you know, speaking of people get their names attached, he was attached for like 15 for a cup of coffee to the uh, Akira adaptation. Right. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. And that's smart. Go do your own shit. You can write your own ticket now. Like, And you're going to be amazing and it's going to be awesome. Keep on doing what you're doing. Or like how Ryan... Don't Co- turn into an asshole. <laughs> I swear to God, Jordan. I don't think... Chelsea Brady will not, but... Oh, her are husband. they together? Yes, they oh, are. That's very nice. Yes, they have a child. Um, like, it's nigh impossible to do something that doesn't connect to something else. I am hoping... Hoping against hope that after Endgame, we can get maybe a smooth year without a Marvel movie. Oh. oh. I'm, 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 I'm a dreamer, Kate. Oh, Jordan. I'm a dreamer. Have I, have I not been paying attention? Do we have an announcement for... Well, I guess Spider-Man Homecoming comes out like, like say, a month after. Yeah. <laughs> but after that, I don't know that there's anything... Oh, well, no. Something's supposed to be coming out in 2020. So, yeah. No, you're not going to get a year. Maybe a, maybe a couple months. And plus we have Star Wars. Do you ever just feel December. that just like you're ticking the years off your life with Marvel movies? Like No. Though I can remember distinctly having a conversation in the car with senior correspondent Chris. And it wasn't really a conversation. It was me having a meltdown about how they were pushing back Captain Marvel. Like I distinctly. And I was like, but it's years away. And here it has come and gone. A billion dollars in the bank. And the wheel keeps moving. Yep. The churn. The churn. the churn. They're still going to be cranking these fucking things out when I'm in the ground. <sighs> it makes me sad. It should. <laughs> but not for the reason you want it to make me sad. <laughs> Mostly just because I won't be able to see them. God. Um. Okay, so we've done that. That's like a thing that's in our lives that we're frustrated with. Next topic. Next top- topic. Um. Because I'm interested in knowing what this is about. WrestleMania Fallout. Oh, my God. Uh, well, WrestleMania is long past by this point, by the time you're hearing this. It's only about a week in the time we were recording. Um, what happened with WrestleMania? What do we care about? I guess there's really only, for our purposes, two stories that we care about. Okay. One is the first ever women's main event yep. between uh, Charlotte Flair, former UFC fighter Ronda Rousey, and the man Becky Lynch, hero of the people. Yes. Who kind of fucked around and became the biggest thing in wrestling mm-hmm. um, out of nowhere. Uh, some odd decisions that were made before that match. So there has been a, for a while now, there has been what they call a brand split. Because there are the two shows, Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Each show has its own roster of talent and their own champions. Right. So Brock Lesnar, or Bork Laser as I insist on calling him, <laughs> has been the Raw champion for like four years okay. which is interesting because he works about four dates a year um so Very he's strange. never there interesting um daniel bryan has been the champ on smackdown yeah. for a while doing his uh vegan <laughs> earth mother gimmick <laughs> with his wood hemp belt <laughs> with, his, with his sustainable title belt which is still my favorite thing that has ever happened in wrestling um and ronda rousey was the raw women's champion and the smackdown women's champion was oscar yeah. Who we love. And Oscar randomly got beat by Charlotte in a title match on SmackDown. Right. And lost her belt. <gasps> and now Charlotte is the <laughs> women's champion. Um, and I heard Scuttlebutton on podcasts that say why this happened. It's because Vince, that being Vince McMahon. Yeah. And creative in general thought they just really needed to go hard for 
for just this match in general. This was the first. So they made it a winner-take-all thing. Like, whoever won is the only women's champion. They get both belts. Wow. Um, And also, frankly, the thing about WrestleMania, it's like seven hours long. Right. God help any of the people who, like, watch it live. Because it started around... It's on a Sunday night, so I was going back on overnights, which means I go to bed around five or six right. in the evening and then get up at nine. It had started long before I went to bed that day. Oh my like God. 3 p.m. it had started. Ugh. And like 11 or 12, it ended. Oh. God help you. You pack a picnic basket. I don't know what you do if you try <laughs> to watch that whole thing. Um, and low key, they Asuka was supposed to have a match for her belt, but they kind of felt like. If we can cut a match and make the make the main event more right. exciting, we'll do that. Sucks for Asuka. She deserves better. But yeah. that is where we are. Uh, so Becky wins. As we got, It was a real... The thing about WrestleMania this year was it was a real give the people what they want right. type of show. A lot of predicted winners. I think every title changed hands. So Seth Rollins beat Bork for the Raw title, mm-hmm. which everybody wanted. Apparently, this match went on first because Bork decided he didn't want to be there for the whole show. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Whose, like, money does he have in which pocket? Vince. Really? Because he came back at a time when, like, really they could have used him and they just agreed to, like, everything. Oh, my Vince God. Vince thought he was the toppest of the top draw. So he, right. Because he had left, gone to UFC, been a UFC champion, and now he came back to the WWE and people were, like, off their losing their minds when he came back. Right. And myself included. But then the whole gimmick of him coming out working weird three-minute matches where he does literally, like, two moves and pins somebody. Like, oh, he's so dominating. It's also fucking boring. Yeah. It was exciting for, like, the first year, but then it... So, yeah, Seth Rollins beat him, so now he brought the belt back to the people type of thing. Right. Um, Who else won... We can't talk about Daniel Bryan's match yet, because we'll have to get to that in a minute, because that's the other big story. Okay. And then Becky won, which was, like, the... And if Becky hadn't won, especially after, like, a 19-hour yeah. <laughs> event, people would have been really... Ticked. Uh, yes. Perturbed. And the thing is, the unfortunate thing is that the, the finish to the match was a little wonky. Okay. Um, Becky is a submission wrestler. Like, she has her... Fit. Explaining the rules of wrestling to Caitlin and the, and the listeners. Woo! Wrestlers have a move set, you know, yep. they, have a, but they have moves in their arsenal that they do, and they usually always have a finisher. That is the, like, the finisher is not even something that's acknowledged on television. It's just like, you know, if you see that move, bam, the match is over. Right. Um, and especially at WrestleMania, what happens a lot is you see false finishes where somebody hits the move, but it doesn't mean the match is over. The Ooh. only time people kick out of these moves is at WrestleMania. Right. Uh, it's done too much now because people expect it. You know, you see that first finisher, it's like he's kicking out. Like, you know. Right. Um, but like the first time you saw Shawn Michaels kick out of a tombstone pile driver from the undertaker, you were like, Whoa! that can happen. Uh, yes, it can happen. Cause it's booked. You Mark. Um, <laughs> so Becky does a submission. She has this like arm bar thing where she like sits on the person's back and cranks her arm up. It's called the disarm her. <laughs> um, I think you've told me this before and I laughed the same way as I just did. Um, but she didn't win with that because apparently Again, this is all dirt sheet scuttlebutt type of thing. That's right. like what they want. They thought she should tap Char. Or initially, they thought they should tap. She should tap Charlotte, but that didn't happen. They thought she'd be more emphatic if she tapped Ronda. Somebody in Ronda's camp maybe didn't want to her looking 
week like that. Right. Um, it's a work, brother. Um, so we end up with this sort of like thing where Becky ends up in a uh, basically with her. They call it kind of like a crucifix pin where it's like Becky has her arms wrapped. She's on Rhonda's back. Right. But as her arms wrapped around one of Rhonda's arms and her legs wrapped around the other. And then just kind of like jukes her back and pulls Rhonda to the mat. Mm-hmm. And then essentially you're supposed to like roll her. But Rhonda didn't like it was the refs fuck up because right. Rhonda didn't have both her shoulders down when the refs started counting. Right. So it was like and the crowd didn't really know what happened because Becky doesn't have like a impact finisher. She's like they were people would have been expecting a submission. So when this like three count pin out of nowhere just kind of happens, the crowd didn't. It no. wasn't as emphatic a finish. Right. As people would have liked. Right. Um, so that was a, that was the only downside of sorts to Becky's win. But I mean, she won. She's two belt backs now. Uh, awesome. Still the queen of Twitter. Women's wrestling Twitter is like. Amazing. Gives me so much life. Um, I started following her. Did you? Yeah. Um, her first feud right now is with this wrestler named Lacey Evans, who, like, she she hasn't done anything since she came up from developmental. Mm-hmm. Her gimmick is like a, uh, I'm a Southern Belle lady type thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it's a good gimmick, I guess. But for the longest time, she would just come out in, like, the middle of matches and stuff <laughs> and, like, wave and then walk to the back. <laughs> So she did this when Becky was talking one night, but instead of, like, walking to the back, she decked Becky in the face. Oh. Um, and then Lacey's been trying to get on Becky's level on social media mm. and has had some okay moments, but uh, Becky posted one thing, which was a... First, she started calling her New Charlotte, which is... <laughs> so New Charlotte's here, and she wants a touch out of my title after doing nothing. And then she posted a photo from one of the shows where Becky was trying to get the disarmor on her. And so, like, was lifting her arm up. So Lacey's basically, like, bent over with her hand in the air, like, screaming in pain. And Becky was just like, raise your hand if you've posted about the man 25 times in the last half hour. Oh, shit. Damn, son. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the one. The other story is a story I don't even think we really talked about on here because it didn't really come up. And that is Daniel Bryan's feud going going into WrestleMania weekend. So a while back, a guy from the sort of the so they have a they do have a like tiny flippy guy division okay oh my god is it like all ricochets kind of yeah <gasps> it's the it's the show nobody watches Two, oh. 205 live 205 meaning they're 205 pounds and under oh my god um this is like my dream <laughs> this is like Cirque du Soleil it's just, this is all flippy shit um and they had this guy also here's this is something just wrestling fans know but I don't think Kate knows no Vince hates two names. Hates it. What do you mean? You will have two names in NXT or on anywhere else, but the second Vince gets wind of you, he makes you, like, drop one of your names. What? There's a character in NXT. He's really good. I named uh, Andrade Cien Almas. Okay. It's just Andrade now. Oh. Just Andrade. Another guy named Antonio Cesaro. Yeah. No, he's just Cesaro. But what about Daniel Bryan? I think he's too established. Uh. Um, and the latest one was this guy, Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Who, in sort of, uh, there was this weird moment where, like, Triple H and Stephanie and Vince, like, came out on Raw one night and, like, acknowledged that the show had been shit <laughs> for months. Huh. And it's like, we know you want different matchups, you want to see different things, blah, blah, blah. And on the back of this, this Mustafa Ali guy kind of, like, started working shows on SmackDown on, like, larger shows. Right. And he kind of got into this feud with Daniel Bryan. 
and he was supposed to go into God Oliver as John Oliver said wrestling is better than everything you like <laughs> um, this event called the Elimination Chamber okay which is basically this ridiculous structure with like five pods in it okay and it's not a cage it is a cage oh but it's like a chain cage like a mesh yeah. chain cage I've seen this and then there's pods it's a big dome with pods and I shit I haven't seen the pods but I've seen the cage um and it's like every three minutes or something, one of the pods opens and someone else gets in, gets into the match. Oh my god! And it was supposed to be like the usual suspects and Mustafa Ali. Yeah. So Mustafa Ali gets hurt, legitimately, right? And can't compete. Uh, thank you for clearing that up because <laughs> um, I'm like, wait, actually, or like as a secret no, thing? No kayfabe. Have I told you what kayfabe is? Have I no. expressed this or not? <laughs> Wrestling glossary lesson with for for Kate with Jordan. Wrestling glossary moment with Jordan and Kate. Uh, so back in the Kearney days, yeah, there is like a, there's Kearney speak, right? Which is kind of like pig Latin, but not. Yeah. And so they had their own language. The wrestlers did mm-hmm. back when they were just wrestling, which just happened in like carnivals and stuff. And I don't know exactly like the mechanics of Kearney, but like kayfabe means fake. Like oh, you just switch. Oh, I see. You okay. add a B and you switch. Okay. Well, maybe you have told me this, but I'm, I, you know, there's a lot to remember, right? I'm just excited I can remember any of the names of the wrestlers. So when you say kayfabe, like if I said he's hurt in kayfabe, it means he's not really hurt. Right. But no, this is not kayfabe. He's, he was actually hurt. And there was some match that, that was supposed to have all the participants in the Elimination Chamber um, beforehand. Like normally before a major pay-per-view, they'll have um, the last show before the pay-per-view will have all the people in that match. Right. In like a tag match or some sort of battle royal or something. Um, just to whet the appetites to see all these people work together. Right. So they need to fill in for Mustafa Ali. And they end up picking this guy named Kofi Kingston. Okay. Terrible name, but such is life. Such is life. Uh, Kofi Kingston, African-American gentleman. Yep. Been with the company for 12 years. Oh, wow. Has kind of done everything you could do as a mid-carter. Okay. Meaning this yeah. level. Yeah. Um, he's been a tag champ. He's been... The lower belt, intercontinental U.S. Like he's been all, he's been all those. Never been a topic of conversation in the uh, in the main event. Right. Also, that dude when like they have the Royal Rumble, he has that spot where he like gets thrown out of the ring, but like does something amazing to like not get eliminated. Like okay. he gets thrown out of the ring, but he like hops on one foot, or he like gets thrown out all the way onto the like announcer's desk and then jumps like thirty feet from the announcer's desk. Like he's a real athletic dude. Cool. It seemed like that was just his role. Right. So he gets into this match before the Elimination Chamber and just kills it. Ooh. It just has a great fucking match. And a lot of people were like, a lot of fans especially, were like, it's like they were seeing Kofi for the first time. Right. And currently he has been in a uh, trio with this other guy, uh, Big E Lang- Langston. He's the heavy. Okay. And um, like Kofi's like the technician, Big E's the muscle. And this guy, Xavier Woods, who actually has a very successful video game YouTube channel called, okay, called, cool. up, called Up, Up, Down, Down, is like the brains. And they're called The New Day. And they started as kind of like a heel gospel type thing. I think you, you've probably seen The New Day or probably shown you The shown New Day. Me, yeah. Um, they're ridiculous. Like, I can show you their greatest hits. Like, yeah. Um, they would call they would call people booty or something would be booty. And then they made a cereal <laughs> called Bootios. And <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. You showed me this. Oh, good times, good times. And whenever they're champions, they do this thing where they 
Biggie likes to grind. Like Biggie looks like a giant living potato sack. Like he's, <laughs> okay. he's a giant human being. Right. Um, and you would never think he was the dude who would love to go like, <laughs> I'm like thrust, rotating my hips and with a stupid smile on my face. And it could be like, once again, we'll be your three times W W and they just like grind the air. Like it's the stupidest shit. Um, but they're fun and they sell a shit ton of merchandise. Right. Cause the kids love them. So you basically entered this thing where Kofi's having these really good showings and yeah. suddenly the crowd is like, yo, give Kofi a shot. Like, yeah. He's been at this forever. He deserves it. And what they end up doing is kind of replaying the infamous summer of Daniel or spring of Daniel Bryan okay. from like five years ago where the fans wanted Daniel Bryan and he wasn't really getting a shot. And in story mode, it was like, you know, you're a great worker, but you're just, you're kind of like a, you're a solid B plus. Right. And like Daniel Bryan said that to Kofi Kingston when it was like, oh. he's like, I just want my opportunity, like blah, blah, blah. It's like, you don't deserve an opportunity, Kofi. You're like, you're more like, you're a solid B, you're a B plus player. You don't deserve this type of shot. And then Vince gets involved. Vince himself gets involved. And they danced really close to racism. Oh. (laughs) But not quite. Yeah. There are definitely some things where Kofi, you know, they'd set up some hoop for Kofi to jump through and he'd do it. And then Vince would like move the goalpost type of thing. right? Right. You do, you do a gauntlet match. So Kofi beats all these guys, and then Vince will come out and be like, no, there's one more person you got to beat. It's Daniel Bryan. And Kofi's right. already wrestled like five guys. Daniel Bryan comes out and beats him, and Kofi right. loses his loses his shot. And the crowd's like, we will murder you, Vince. <laughs> um, and then the next week, Vince again reestablishes, like, I don't just think Kofi's a B-plus player. I think all of you are B-plus players. Like, But let's find out if you're not. Right. Kofi can't get involved, but you other two are going to do a gauntlet match, wrestle like five teams in a row. And if you beat all five teams, fine, Kofi's got a shot. So now it's the other guys wrestling for Kofi oh my for gosh. T- to get his shot. This is very elaborate. It is very elaborate and very, like, emotional. Yeah. Right? Because now you have Kofi. His, Kofi's fate is in the hands of his, like, teammates. Wow. So they, the first team comes out and they, like, go for their finisher immediately and hit it and, like, get these guys out of the ring right, right quick. Then uh, they, by the time they hit, like, the third match... They were, uh, the bar, Seamus and Cesaro, were sore losers and, like, put them through tables or something after it. And then they're just lying there, like, destroying the ring. They're still going. They still won. And the next team are the uh, the tag champs, the Usos. Okay. Samoan guys. Oh, my um, God. Skinny Samoan guys, though. Very oh. svelte, very high-flying Samoan yeah. guys. Oh, like, like Ricochet. <laughs> like 205s. <laughs> 205 guys. Yeah, I guess they could be 205 guys. Anyway. The best moment, and I've never seen this before, and it was such a great moment. They come out, and, like, Biggie and Xavier are, like, in the ring, like, holy fuck, like, what are we going to do? We're destroyed. We can't. These are the champs. We can't. And they have wrestled each other a ton. Right. Over the years. They had great feuds with the New Day and the Usos. So the Usos come out, and they're just, like, kind of standing over them. And it's like, they ask for a mic. And basically, it's like, we've been to war with you guys. You know, know, nobody respects the New Day like the Usos. Good luck, Goose. We forfeit. And they just left. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so then they end up winning and Kofi gets a shot. And long story short, like, the if Becky didn't get the moment, yeah, Kofi beating Dan O'Brien was, <gasps> like, the moment. He did? He did. Oh, my God. So now you have, and you've seen clips of, like, former wrestlers watching WrestleMania. Yeah. Former black wrestlers watching WrestleMania, watching a black man become the WWE 
champion becoming a Grand Slam champion. Am which I is supposed like, to get teary-eyed? You can get it. Like, they were teary-eyed. Like, this guy, MVP, who was like, he's retired now. He was, like, watching a clip, and when Kofi got the pin, you just see him, like, again, they never thought they'd see it. Like, yeah. right? So now, doesn't look like he's going to, um, looks like they're going to give him a bit of a chance. Like, the fear is always that, like, he wins, and then the next day it's like, they thanks, bud. Yeah. You're dropping, you're dropping back to Daniel Bryan the next night. But. Right been like it's been like two weeks and he's still oh he's still gosh. got the title so good for him good for you kofi kingston good for you kofi kingston black man doing his motherfucking thing in the world baby <laughs> oh well so was... my throat is raw but i think that's uh that's your wrestlemania that's, that's, yeah. fallout i mean wrestlemania great show too fucking long that's the that's, that's always the moral consensus. of the story um so what we're not gonna do because we gotta like we're gonna have another like chunker of an episode if we do chunker um uh i'm gonna uh we're just gonna mention one thing that we're watching and then we're gonna move on okay because i have the pad of paper so (laughs) i'm i'm running the shit um i'm gonna talk about sabrina season two did you watch sabrina season one uh i did i did you did you talk about that yeah you didn't like you you had i had We've got quibbles. Yeah, I did. <laughs> With the tone, the tone discrepancy. Yeah, it goes back and forth. And <sighs> okay, so I know it's just a silly show, but the mix of like witchcraft—I'm talking like pagan beliefs and satanic beliefs—and the kind of ridiculousness that they're throwing in there. It's kind of just like a smack in the face to poor pagans. They've just been trying to, like, do their thing and not be seen as devil worshippers. They just want to hang in the forest, y'all. Yeah, they just want to hang in the forest. Um, I think the show would have been cooler if they used, like, actual... Like, they'll say, you know, the the solstice is when the veil between the worlds is the, is the thinnest. No, it's the equinoxes, you idiots. Like, I just want someone to fact check stuff, right? I think it would give it um, some more weight. On that note, though, this show is a ridiculous show. That's stupid. Um, uh, some of the stuff is heavy-handed. Uh, most of the male characters are terrible. <laughs> there's like there's like two or three. There are three characters that are like okay. Um, all the other men are just awful, like misogynistic assholes. Um, it's okay. I keep on wanting. Know what? It, know what this is? You know what this is, Jordan? What, what, what this is, is my Riverdale. This show was a fucking I'm trash fire. Just about to make that point. Yeah. It's like you're you're watching Riverdale. Like. Yeah, it's a trash fire, but I really want to know what happens next. So, what do I do? Right? I just gotta give in. Uh, anyways, Jordan, what are you been watching? God, I got some stuff what's, here. What's on the list? What do I have to pick from? Um, okay, you have to pick Terrace House and Anori, but I feel like it's gonna be a long conversation. It won't be that long. Okay. Uh, the Dropout Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, or Anime Spring pre- Preview. Oh my god. It's hard decision. What's he going to do, folks? I want to save Anime Spring Preview. Okay. Because there's some bonus feature items I mean, that I have to do with Kate later. Perfect. That we'll come back to in later weeks. Great. Um, the Dropout. It was good. It's a podcast. But I really, I really want to, I really want to get into Anori because, so they, they both, they both dropped. Okay. Uh, around the same time, the the last installment of Terrace House opening new doors, yep, which charted them from I think like the fall to Christmas or like the okay. winter season. Mm-hmm. Um, in Anori, Asian Journey season two, 
Um, is that Love Bus? That is Love Bus. Oh, yes. Love Bus. <laughs> um, I was like, why is this show he thinks I know? <laughs> so, I Terrace House was fine. Um, but when you hit that point in Terrace House where, like, you love, like, the cast rotation is so high. Yeah. That, like, you start off the show with your group of six who you love. By the time you get to the end of the show, they're all gone. Oh. And it's skewed really young by the end. Right. I was like, I don't fuck all these trash fire people. I don't care. Um, although the last cast member who comes in turned out to be the bass player of band Gesunoko Ame Hotome. Amazing. Who, um, the moral of the story, he, he kind of falls for uh, this model girl. Named, I think her name was Risako. Uh, and the moral of the story is don't be fat in Japan. Wow. That's... Yeah, they really don't like it. They do not like it. No. Um, it's like super shameful. And he's a little shubby, so oh, it's just so sad. a terrible thing to be. And you knew from you knew from jump she wasn't gonna say yes, but Aww. uh well. I'm sorry, uh, bass player who's slightly chubby. And that will be coming back in sometime this year through twenty twenty. Probably Olympics time. Cool. And I'll go through there. Um Love Bus, as we mentioned before. Way back when I first encountered this show, because Netflix will be like, you like Japan shit? Here. Here. Um, is the show where seven people, four guys, three girls. Which is just mean, really. It is mean. Um, end up, oh my god, I just remembered why I wanted to talk about it anymore. Um, one of the many reasons. They basically go on like a backpacking poor man's trip through an area. Right. Um, and now for the first season... Of Asian journey was, you know, like Malaysia, Indonesia, Vietnam, right, places like that. And this version of Asian journey was like Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, wow, like that side of things. Um, I guess Western Asia, yeah, the Western side of Asia. West Asia. Um, and what people were most excited for, well, basically everybody, I guess, if you wrapped up the first. Asian journey and had not found love or tried to find love, if you were still there, yeah. you got to come back. Amazing. So, uh, Yu Chen and Tom, Tom who cries at everything for oh, no wait. reason. It's Tom. Oh, no. Which one's the like nice guy? Did he find oh, love? Shy, 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 shy boy? boy? Shy Boy found love. Oh, okay. Shy Boy makes an appearance at one point, but he did. Everybody remember Shy Boy. Uh, he just he seemed like a really sweet guy. Shy Boy did find love. with He's still with Kasuga. They're long distance, apparently. She's studying. She's studying in Canada. Kasuga, if you're out there. Let me, let me buy you tea. Love to love to find out about about Shy Boy and the Love Bus and Love Bus. Um, but but the the major who remembers Deprin? Everybody, ah, <laughs> uh-huh, Deprin. Deprin, who seemed at the end of the first season to have found love, yeah. with with uh, Akira. Apparently, it didn't work out. As sometimes so happens, Deprin went back and auditioned again <laughs> to try to find love, and the problem is. Deprin is a black hole that sucks everything, <laughs> all the energy and attention around her. Yeah. So when you got her for a little bit in the first season and she like, you know, punched one of the other cast members in the chest and like wigged out. So, sorry. If Terrace House is like the peaceful Zen cone of reality television, mm-hmm. Anori is closer to the burning trash fire that we expect from Western reality television. Yeah. Um. And Deprin is very much that character. She gets in so many fights and, like, she's just wigging out on the staff at one you point. You need like, at least one. 
to make um, it th- make things interesting. And she goes the entire run. Like she's there start to finish. Oh, Jesus. Like the last episode is her confessing to a guy. Oh wow. According to Instagram it seems to have worked out, so I mean good on her, but literally every photo has been of this guy since so I unfollowed. Ah. Because love is dead because Subasa and Shion broke up so from Terrace House, so what do I the fuck everything? Like Love is over, guys. I, I watch your show about the love bus, but you know none of you are gonna last. Hey, guess what? Mm. Love is cancelled. Love is cancelled. <laughs> um But the thing about Inori that is that is ridiculous. Well, there are so many things about Inori that are ridiculous. First part, in the initial cast, I don't remember his name, but he was a manga assistant. Okay. Like he worked for a manga artist. Right. The manga artist was Akiko Higashimura. Artist of Princess Jellyfish and Tokyo Tarahiro Girls. Amazing. And she just shits on him all the time. Oh, my God. All the time. He's like, I'm going on Love Bus. And she's like, you're not going to do anything you normally do, are you? <laughs> she just wrecks his ass all the time. And every time he gets into one of these, did he go for Deborah at one point? I don't remember. I don't know who he went for, but like every time he would do something, these sketches would appear because she would draw whatever he was like in the middle of Amazing. on the show and then they'd be like they'd check in with her and be like he did this and she's like yeah that figures <laughs> she's so gully she's such a fucking g and like a frilly dress and an adidas zip up and like her hair in a bun she's a oh god she you you are 100 akiko akashimura amazing sidebar apparently she's doing another season of tokyo girls is she the different cast oh cool sort of thing anyway um and the other thing about Anori is it does try to be educational um, because oh, they good. are going to other places in the world. Fun, fun, fun. So you will have a Nori lesson and it'll be like, so you watch like six episodes of Deprin's disasterness. Yeah. And then there's like legit a 20 minute segment on like human trafficking in Nepal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or, wow. Or wife kidnapping in Kazakhstan. They, they got to sneak it in somehow. Which is not a thing I even knew existed and it's fucking horrifying. Oh, it is horrifying. Because they go and they meet this, uh. You know, they take him to meet this couple, and you know, the friend of the driver, the driver's going to take him to meet their friends, and he makes them dinner, and it's like, oh, you guys are such a lovely couple. How did you meet? And he's like, I kidnapped her off the street. Yep. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> yep. Um, and people won't educate themselves, so they have to sandwich it in between trash fire. <laughs> Be like, here, have some nature channel. Sidebar, Anori has been around for like 20 years and apparently built a shit ton of schools like throughout Africa and Asia and shit. Like, Wow. Go so, Love Bus. Just you, Love Bus. Okay, Love is not canceled. Uh, love Bus coming back for an Africa journey on the next one. Oh, so look very forward, interesting. Look forward to that. Listen, Anori is the sleeper. Ever like Terrace House gets all the smoke, and rightly so. Yeah, but Anori, Anori need to give that a look. All right, all right. I've seen a bit. It's been it's been interesting. Make Caitlin watch. Uh, oh, I don't even know what part I would make Caitlin watch. Deborah and having a fucking tantrum trying to climb a mountain. I'm just trying to find all the educational bits because I am a nerd. <laughs> nerd. Nerd! Yeah, it's true. Um, okay, and with that, there's your updates, there's your news, there's your chit-chat. And next... Whew, when we come back... Um, and if you don't know what that means, I'll just have to wait. See you in a bit. <laughs> Tantalizing.
Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where we usually talk about the things we brought each other, but this week, because we didn't think we were going to have that much time, but then things got canceled, and then it was all weird, and we didn't plan <laughs> anything else, we're going to watch one thing. Or we, we have watched one thing. We're going to talk about one thing. I mean, I feel like we haven't done that in a while anyway, so. Yeah. And it was very, it seemed very topical, something that's gotten a lot of buzz. It's actually something that came up this year. Yeah. Amazingly. That thing is The Twilight Zone, the 2019 remake. It's happening right now. Right now. Right now. It hasn't even ended yet. No. We're only on the third episode. The, 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 the rule of three is all we could do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just read the Wikipedia page. They're going to say it much better and more concisely than I will. <laughs> The Twilight Zone is an American anthology web television series based on the original 1959 television series created by Rod Sterling. Sterling. I always say Sterling. <laughs> created by Rod Sterling. <laughs> Keep it in. Created by, God damn it. Created by Rod Sterling. There you go. That premiered on April 1st, 2019 on CBS All Access. Something we are going to talk about. Jordan Peele hosts the show. Actors set to star in episodes include a huge giant list, but uh, mostly important, I'm going to say, I don't know, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> John Cho. John Cho's in an episode. What a weird one to pick. Seth I don't Rog- know. I'm just looking through. Is Seth Rogen in Seth one? Seth Rogen, like- Adam Scott. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. And then I got really excited because I saw Idris, but it's Damson Idris, not Idris Elba. Boo. Boo. I mean, you're probably actually a great actor. I just, just very excited for a second. Um, so if you've never seen The Twilight Zone, which I I don't know how you haven't, but if you've never seen a twi- The Twilight Zone, you have seen an episode of The Simpsons, most say, likely. Have, have you seen Treehouse of Horror? Yeah. Uh, Trios of Horror, specifically in The Simpsons, just, it's basically, they just rip off <laughs> all these episodes of The Twilight Zone. Yes. Um, year after year. Um, I don't know if they're still doing that, um, or if they've moved on to other things, probably other things, but definitely in the 90s, it was just all chock full of Twilight Zone references, which I didn't know when I was a kid, <laughs> <laughs> and I knew when I was, like, in my teenage years and started seeing old episodes of The Twilight Zone, and I was like, oh my god, that's where they got this gremlin from? So you kind of have that sense with The Simpsons that they've gotten it from somewhere, but you're not really sure. If you're not really mm-hmm. sure, or you don't know what the reference is, it's probably The Twilight Zone. Um, so Jordan Peele, which has, he's become well known for horror since Get Out and the movie that he just came out with called Us. Um, it was a, it's a great choice to relaunch the series. I'm trying to think how to sort of explain things. The Twilight Zone, episode by episode, it's a different story. They are science fiction-y and horror. Like, if science fiction and horror had a baby. Mm. Kind of. But the horror part is not the kind of, like, Freddy Krueger, Friday the 13th, gruesome type horror. It's that sort of Alfred Hitchcock dread. They're just weird stories. They're weird stories, but they usually end up with something awful happening <laughs> happening at the end. Something not right, or there's always like a catch at the end, something sort of creepy. Um, what I forgot when I said we should watch these is that I hate that type of stuff, and it makes me really anxious. It's a good time. So, like the cl- one of the classic Twilight Zone plots from mm-hmm. the Serling show. 
if you like, they're like O. Henry stories, right? Where also people kind of have like familiarity with them, even right. if they've never read or watched them. Yeah. So like one of the classic ones is the story about how oh, is it the guy the guy who just wants to be alone or something he, he just wants he, to read he just or, wants to read and his wife won't let him and thinks that reading is a waste of he's time. He's getting nagged and then go with the that's the whole thing and it goes like straight Omega Man by the end of it and finally he's the last man on earth. Yep. And he gets to read and he goes to pull out his glasses and his glasses are broken. Or he steps on them. Or something. Yeah. He cannot read because he's broken his glasses. Yeah. And there's no one to repair them because everyone's dead. The Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. <laughs> So it's, yeah, they're just weird, strange stories, um, but usually with an undercurrent of dread, I feel, or something weird happening. Yeah. Yes. So um, I don't know why Jordan Peele thought this was a good time. Maybe it's because he's very good at making stories that have this undercurrent of dread. Usually the Twilight Zone had some kind of moral philosophy behind the episodes Mm. it wasn't always the same moral philosophy but there was usually some sort of message or um sort of like be careful what you wish for kind of thing monkey's pot shit yeah um since i've been talking so much jordan what did you think show's got a problem okay oh i didn't expect like a thing the problem is called black mirror oh yeah yeah so because it is an anthology show, which means every episode is different. Yep. Different topic, different cast, different subject. And because it is dealing with tense, you know, suspense, tension, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Con- conceptual things of that sort. Um, that's where your brain goes immediately. It's where my brain went immediately. Right. Um, you, you inevitably kind of compare the two, Black Mirror and um, The Twilight Zone. And the Twilight Zone is not trying to do what Black Mirror does. No. Black Mirror, it focuses on technology. And it's kind of more high concept. Yeah. But the thing that must be said about these episodes, I'm a buffoon. We know this. Okay. And I generally don't try to figure out the trick of things. Right. That's why mysteries don't really appeal to me because it's like... (sighs) For a lot of people, the appeal is they want to figure it out before the person on screen does. Or I want to know how they figured it out. I don't really care. Um, But from space, I could see every story beat of these and how they were going to resolve themselves. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, like, the thing with any sort of sci-fi or fantastical weird story is... It's got to pass the yeah buts, or you have to be able to get over your own yeah buts and just ride with what the show is telling you and not kind of interrogate it too much. Right. The first episode, which I believe is called The Comedian, yes. stars Kamel Nanjiani, yep. as, who I love, most people do, um, as a aspiring stand-up comic mm-hmm. who has a problem in that he doesn't really tell jokes. Right. Or like he wants to be like a, uh, what the hell was his name? Bill, bah, Bill, Bill Hicks. Oh, Hicks. okay. Bill Hicks? Was that Bill Hicks? Bob Hicks? My God. Bill Hicks. Losing my white boy credentials. <laughs> um, oh, Jordan. Those were last long ago. <laughs> Bill Hicks, Mark Marin at his worst type character, you know, social commentary. Like, yep. make some finer points about the Second Amendment. Oof. Um, bumps into, as Caitlin said, Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Who is a reclusive comic everyone loves and it's just randomly there sitting at a bar vaping yep um interesting to watch tracy morgan not be funny yeah which i like which i kind of liked um basically tells 
basically tells Kamel that like there's a I was the character's name is Samir, I believe. That mm-hmm. um, you know, you gotta put more of yourself into your into your act. Yeah. Um but you know, like there's a cost. And so basically he starts off sort of telling jokes mm-hmm. about people or someone. I don't know who he does first, but he does uh the dog first. And then he does the nephew. Right. He does he does his dog first, but he doesn't connect that what has happened until it happens no. with the nephew. But no. Basically, anything he mentions on stage in his act, if it's from his life, will yield a great response, but then will vanish. Mm-hmm. And from that moment, which, by the way, here's here's the biggest, I have plot quibbles as the day is long, but the largest issue here. Yeah. What do we say about Russian Doll? Oh, God, that was like an hour ago. I know. What did we say about Russian Doll? We said that people need to take lessons from Russian Doll. Yes. What lesson specifically? Oh, it has to be short. Why are these an hour long? It's true. It did go on for a very long time. The commi- the Nanjiani one, he does that fucking Second Amendment bit like four times. Yeah. It's never going to work, dude. Never going to work. Never going to work. And we, have, we as an audience have put together the gimmick after like the second time. Yeah. They try to flip it with like when he jealously takes out. It's it's Death Note. It turns into Death Note, basically. Right. Um, because anybody... So he starts, like, you know, looking for bad, air quote, bad people to mm-hmm. erase. Um, not really realizing the repercussions that that's having until he susses out that the, like, basically creepy law school mentor of his girlfriend... Yeah. Who, uh, who's just, you know, typical pretentious white dude yep. type of guy, takes him out and then realizes that... The lightning made my race <laughs> um, That because he erased this guy, his girlfriend never went to law school and she doesn't have a career. And she like works at a diner type of thing. Yeah. Um, they don't have the nice apartment that they had anymore. Shit like that. And from that moment, even then, I was like, well, you know how this is going to end. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's trying to say stuff about, I don't know, am I, am I, do, do you agree? Oh, seeing stuff from a mile away? This one specifically. The, the oh. second one was just as bad, I feel like. This one specifically... Um, um, I see the thing is I see it from far away, but I really, I still enjoyed it. Mm. I don't think they needed to be an hour. Um, and like the sec- but I think it's the idea like that the length of it grows, helps the tension mount, I guess, but I don't think they didn't need to be an hour. Um, but like moving to the second one, yeah, which was basically the classic William Shatner on a plane, Gremlin on a plane, yeah. Episode, which is basically like you know, Cassandra complex. Is that is that what it is? Where like you see the future but nobody believes you type of thing. Yeah. Um, and the it's literally a redo of that old one mm-hmm. where it's in the original. It was uh, William Shatner sees a Gremlin on the wing of a plane, like no one b- will believe and him. he tries to tell people that this is happening and nobody believes him, and the plane goes down. Yeah. Um, and on this one, it, I like this twist. I like that it was this podcast. I, to me, it just sunk it because did he attempt to play this podcast for anyone else? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> All you had to do uh, was, was, hey, listen to this. Can you do this me a favor and listen to this? Do you think it's weird that this is saying everything that's happening right now? Right. Like, this is a little off-putting. This isn't mine. I just found this. It would have taken two seconds to right. do that and have right. somebody be like, but not believe him. I like, just, I think that that's part of the fun of it. Like... This is like the Star Star Trek thing. It doesn't make any sense. 
There's not a magic camera that can turn back time. Yes, there is. Um, there, it's a device to mount the creepiness and the. But to contrast, I was super engaged in that episode. Oh, I like, really like that episode. Oh, the third episode. Yes. Oh, the third episode was the best. The, epi- the third episode was fantastic, which basically just takes the premise of like Adam Sandler's movie Switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where uh, Sana Latham plays a mother taking her kid to college, mm-hmm. um, driving through a white southern area to go to a historical uh black, black college, college yeah and realizes that her old-timey you know dv camcorder can like rewind time yeah um but it has something to say about like you know race and being black in america because yeah. she keeps having they keep having run-ins with this racist cop mm-hmm. and no and matter what they do she tries everything they try yeah. taking different roads they try she tries being nice to him yeah and just totally like you know sweet talking him in a way that black folks have to do to fragile white white people. Yeah. Um, but no matter what happens, nothing works. And the twist on that one, I like the which ending. Was the genius best for that was one. was at the end. Sorry, that is to say that one. I even still I knew where it was going. I knew she was going to have to go home to her brother, which she really didn't want to do. You yeah. know, it was Chekhov's past, right? You know, yeah. She doesn't want to go. Yeah. She, she doesn't want to go back for whatever like the reason. First thing they mentioned. Yeah, she doesn't want to go back. So you know, to get out of this, she's yeah. going to have to go back. So they do, and get to get to college, and all the cops show up for reasons, and are like implying that they're going to shoot them down in front yeah. of like an entire crowd of people at this college, um, who all whip their phones out, and now you're saying things about cameras and and filming and things like that, and then it jumps to the future, and her son, she's now a grandmother, her son has a daughter, and yeah. the daughter breaks the camera, and she's like immediately panics. And her kids, her son's like, you know, mom, it's fine. Like, you know, whatever. I'm just going to go out and get some ice cream type of thing. And then he walks out of the shot and the shot stays on her face looking worried as you see, like, the red and blue lights start to flash across her face. Because mm-hmm. that's just, that's what it is. Yeah. That was an exceptionally well done, it was well done episode yeah. of a Twilight well Zone. Of a Twilight Zone style show. The second episode where it was just like, I think the second one might have run a little shorter, which helped it. But like. Right. I guess the twist at the end where he was the reason why yes. it happened. Where it's like this time loop paradox type thing that happens. I mean, I guess. The blame thing at the end was very Twilight Zone. I, yes. I didn't like it. It makes me really sad, but it is still very Twilight Zone. <laughs> that they all killed him at the end. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I just I could not get over. like All he has to do is just try to play it for the Marshall once. Like, play this. Listen to this. Just listen to it. She don't have to believe him. You can keep on going, but like. At least address that. Mm-hmm. Like, it would make sense for William Shatner to be like, look out the window. That's as much as he can do is yeah. be like, look out the window and have the gremlin not be there. You're walking around holding the gremlin the entire time. So angry. <laughs> Damn it. Just be like, somebody be like, is that a gremlin? And he'd be like, oh, no, this is, sorry, this is my gremlin. You can't. <laughs> you can't have my gremlin. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the nature of anthology shows, right? It's going it's to be. very hit and miss. It's going to be up and down. Yeah. And I guess I heard an interesting sort of way to look at things when reviewing them, as we tend to do. Okay. That I kind of want to use more as I go forward. And it's like, is this the best version of itself? Right. Like, what do we, what do we talk, what do we have recently where it was like Poco Zudon World? That's what uh, it was. Ah, yes. Where it's like, you just look at what Poco Zudon World is, and, and it's like, like this, this is the best version. I can't think of how this thing could be better. Could be better. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to ask Poco's Udon World to be Dragon Ball Z. Like, right. 
you know, for what it is, it's doing the best version of it that it can be. Mm-hmm. So you look at something like the Twilight Zone, and we have had we, the full scale is there yes. to me. You have really well done mm-hmm. one that's kind of meh, yeah, and one that's um, oh the eighties. So I I see I've seen the examples of all right. So knowing that it's still three episodes in, it's still two eh, and one meh. So I mean, I'll give it a passing grade. For me, right. I give it like a six. Like I give it a seven. I really enjoyed watching them. I like the I like how they're paced. I like I don't know. I just like. I just like weirdness. <laughs> I mean, I do get really anxious, which is a problem, but I like the weirdness. I mean, hey, all all for more weirdness. The the preview for the uh, fourth episode. Yes. Which stars Greg Kinnear and mm-hmm. Stephen Young. Is that his name? Glenn from The Walking Dead? I think so. Um, it is called... I have it here. Do we need to know what it's called? No, we don't. <laughs> we don't need to know. It looked good, is right. all I'm going to say. Stephen Young plays something like... Charmer, what was his name on the Simpsons? Again, the Simpsons. What was his name on the Simpsons? The guy who came to pitch the monorail. Like he's, oh, he's really God. playing. He's playing like that kind of character, right. but he's obviously sinister. And there's one girl, the one cop in town who doesn't. Who doesn't trust? She him. doesn't believe him or trust him. Yep. Um, looked at least the preview made it look really good. So am I going to go back and check for check for it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I did say we were going to talk about CBS All Access. I was about to ask you about that. Yes. This is bullshit. <laughs> Absolute fucking bullshit. I would pay to watch the show. I'm not going to pay $10 a month, but I'll pay to watch the show. But stop it. Just stop it. I can't find it anywhere unless I do it in that small window where it's on city TV or on YouTube. Um, no, just stop God, it. please, no. 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 Stop it. I want to watch the show. Want her content, and I will pay for it. Just don't make it a thousand dollars, and don't make me pay a bunch of money a month. <laughs> I haven't got it. Just gotta get Disney Plus. I need to buy noodles. <laughs> Very important. So that's out there somewhere. Yeah. If you want to watch it, I actually it's not. Ain't gonna I be. Can, ain't gonna be on CBS All Access. I can tell you, it's not out there. Need you try or arrest you. <laughs> it's all illegal. <laughs> Had a rough time out there, girl. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Very difficult. I got off very easily then, apparently. Smooth, <laughs> smooth sailing on the seas for your mans. Ooh. Remember that when Game of Thrones starts. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to get some letters? It's going to be Jordan. Because I'm not. Uh, I won't do that. Anybody got a Crave subscription? <laughs> Anybody want to pass that on? Pass that, pass that Crave password along? Yep. Travis, where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Travis, I'll let you host the show if you, <laughs> if you give us you give us, a, you give us your great password. Also, if you're thinking of getting Disney Plus, please let me know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just kidding. Well, we're so out of time now because I'm about to say we're going to wrap this up to record a Patreon bonus that would have already been uploaded before this episode goes live. Oh gosh, we're like in the twilight up zone. It's a don't, uh, don't sue me, Jordan Peele. Um, <laughs> estate of Rod Serling. I don't know who, but. CBS All Access. But that's what we're going to go do right now. So we are going to get out of here, as said up top, on all your socials, at Geek Down Pod. Get above yep. can give us money on Patreon or Ko-Fi. If you've got it. If you got it. If you'd like to give it to us. If you're not spending it all on streaming services. Which they probably are. That tipping point is coming. But if you, if you, you know, find $5 in your wallet. You got a piggy bank, you want to toss a little scratch... Your man's in your girl's way. That'd be great. It would be great. 
we really appreciate it. And we appreciate all the people who already support us. You make, I mean, cer- you make things possible. If you're thinking about supporting us and you want some enticement, the patron bonus we are recording right now is going to be about Jordan Kate's... Uh, adventures in learning. Adventures in self-directed learning. Yeah. Really doesn't sound appealing when you say it like that, but it's going to be a good chat, I promise. There's a rainbow and some stars and... <laughs> yeah! And somehow we have LeVar Burton. <laughs> we won't, but... He'll be, he'll be here. He's not going to speak. Trust me. No, but his his spirit will be here. His, he's here in the room with yeah. us, I swear. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that'll be waiting for you on the Patreon feed. we got to record that quick before apparently this apartment gets <laughs> blasted, sucked up and pulled into that black hole they photograph. Oh, you hear that thunder? The thunder goes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We had to get this moving. Friends, thank you so much for listening. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we will have you listen to us next week. Or maybe not. It might be somebody else because I'll be on vacation still. So. Have fun on vacation, Kate. Love you guys. Bye. It's not the geek down if you can't hear the fridge and me knock the table.